Welcome back to the Overload Podcast, a show about new games, old games, and the latest week of news about everything in between. I am Harry Mitchell. I'm joined by Jordan Midler. Hello, Harry. And Danielle Partis. Hello, Harry. Um, I was wondering, I, I respect the health of my colleagues. I was wondering if you've been to the doctor, Jordan. Why would I go to the doctor, Harry? Just to check up on that Elden Ring. <laughs> that was the path all straight into it. Um, I actually saw uh, an American preview of Elden Ring that was like, no tarnish on this ring. And I was like, you could not do that with a UK. Uh, like, you could not make that yourself head. Oh. My ring's sparkling. Um, oh, what was the strap that I saw earlier on Earlier on, that was really good? Oh, it was the it was the Peter Jackson um, buying that studio. Um, and it was... And it was it was put a ring on it. I was like, that's pretty nice. good. That is all right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, the nights are the nights are getting darker. I just looked outside and it's completely pitch black and it's five o'clock. That's a bit depressing. Indeed. Um, but apart from that, I'm doing all right. How are you, Danny? I am all right. Um, I got a new Christmas tree on Friday and um, it's sat in my hallway in its box and I'm just considering just putting it up now. Just throwing all rules and regulations out the window and starting my December right fucking now. Guarantee it's going to be up there until February as well, like a like a four month stint. I don't, no, I'm not. I'm not that chaotic. I would put it up early, but I don't leave it up until like, you know, the the year. When it's, yeah, when it's January, it's Halloween. So, do you go like, all out on the tree, or is it more of a subtle number? What's the? It's it's is... a respectable seven footer. It's um, mm. it's a big boy. That's what, that's what they call me. <laughs> I like him tall, you know. Mm. But I like to I'll, just fuck around with Christmas decorations and get out my whole flat because Christmas is fucking great. We were watching the Philosopher's Stone the other night, as one does, and um, when they're like in the Great Hall around Christmas playing chess, and you see the fucking size of their Christmas trees. I was oh. like, that's what I want. Fucking mm. ninety-five footer in the close, barely fucking fits up the stairs. Yeah, I, I want Hagrid to carry it in. Yeah, <laughs> I considered it. I considered getting a ten footer, but I don't have ten foot of space so shit out mm. well contavians could like renting out like a great hall um exactly man i'm gonna live in a great hall just you wait just you wait candles up she there. currently lives in the shit hall <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well i'm glad to see you all well um today this week in particular, there's quite a few numbers um, that are coming out. Lots of, of like, a, a step into the past, it seems, like a fucking phantom leap. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those which is not a phantom leap, but of course GTA's definitive edition is going to be is coming out this week. We have Skyrim, 10-year anniversary is coming out this week. We have a new Pokemon game, of course. But before that, there's something brand new, which is the thing I was making crude jokes about. Jordan, you had a hands-on preview with Elden Ring. How much did you play of it? I did indeed. I played about ten hours of uh, Elden Ring this time last week on the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not not sure what we're talking about." I had it fucking installed. <laughs> none of you knew. None of you knew until I posted about it on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, um, like uh, Bamco and I were very kind to send over a preview build of Elden Ring, which is the same build that players who got into the closed network test, which takes place this weekend, will get to play, but. The closed network test is on for six hours, spread across three days. We just had it for like the entire last weekend, just open. So I played a hell of a lot of that, and um, it's fantastic. the real The thing I took away from it and took away from the coverage is there were there seemed to be bosses in the closed network test I didn't find, and I beat like six bosses. <laughs> um, so it seems absolutely jam packed. It's essentially a bit of an it's more than this, but to get you kind of on track, it's like an open world Dark Souls game. It's from From Software, um, and it starts off you 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 wake up at a bonfire, which is called a Sight of Grace in this game, and you you make your way to a big door, and when you open it, it it might as well play the Breath of the Wild music because it, <laughs> it, it, it like opens up into a big land a big wide landscape, and it's like oh shit, this is a this is a different beast. So whereas the the last the old Dark Souls games were bespoke levels that led you towards bosses at the end um this is very much like when you go to a site of grace it will show like a gold kind of streak towards the critical path and um, but otherwise you can go where you want so mm, i started so you, so you like, have like the linear option yeah. of dark dark souls where it guides you towards but you can't just fuck about 
and I think that's a smart decision because, like, you could realistically interpret if they didn't have that, some other boss is where you need to go. And then when it just stops yeah. dead, you're like, well, I'm, what am I like, to like, do Well, now? I found a boss, so this must be what I have to complete to yeah. move on. But it could exactly. be like, it seemed like it, similar to like kind of the Fallout 3 games like that, that there are areas that will just beat your fucking tits in and areas yeah. that won't. <laughs> um, it's, it's, and also like the kind of sub bosses use the same visual language as the main bosses. So they have like the fog gate, they have the health bar across the bottom that shows their name. So realistically if you like if they didn't have that you you probably could get quite stuck but um i started off by just exploring a side cave and it seems like these wee side areas are kind of evoking the the old souls games so it would be like a, a microcosm of an old souls level and at the end there's a boss these bosses are nowhere near as hard as like the proper bosses probably and i think that's because they want to give players like a bit of a win on the journey like, I, I don't think they're ignorant to the idea that a lot of people bounce off these games because they are so unbelievably hard. And especially in this open world setting, I think this is actually kind of setting up to be the easiest one ever. Because if you were to go around this open world area before you go to the main boss, picking everything off, you will be so overleveled. So much more overleveled. You could always grind. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, there are, there's alternate options. Yeah. You could always grind them to, to get to, like higher levels and make the next thing more um, more uh, easy or you can always summon people which is still in the game but this time it feels like you're probably going to get over leveled by accident you know when you you know like say you're playing a pokemon game and you get to a gym leader and you're like oh all my pokemon are like five levels ahead of this this guy's i've i've, I've clearly overdone it is, is that i've never kind of experienced feeling? that but um, i assume other people are like you know when you're say say like skydim or something like that when you, when you get into a fight and you're like oh, yeah like you like and you hit you, them once and they fly to the other side of the planet you've like, been spending like like hours in side quests and you yeah. haven't realized that you've got these crazy items and these, you're doing really well and yeah it kind, of, it, it, it kind of feels like that would be much more doable now because there are just like enemy camps around the not like a it's not like a far cry thing you're not like cutting an alarm or anything like that but it's just like <laughs> imagine sneak, sneaking under a hole in the fence yeah it's a little movement sensor <gasps> you have to you have to uh chop down a billboard of uh, castillo um, <laughs> it's, but it's not castillo it's like a fucking writhing eldritch monster with like a thumbs up <laughs> Um, the, the if you defeat one of those camps you get a refill of health like one of your flasks so it's it's really trying to encourage you to get out there and keep moving and not do one thing go back to the the site of grace because obviously the state of the world resets at the site of grace so if you clear out this entire open world area and then had to go back to heal you just be like well what's the point because i would i still have to beat all these people so we things like that seem a bit more streamlined um you have a horse a big old horse yes um, it's called torrent and um, and you torrent torrent yeah um oh, i guess they're endorsing that then that's fine you can it's got double jump which is very funny um, <laughs> it literally it literally just goes like whoop whoop um and it's, it's kind of cool because it's added like an entire new dimension to boss fights there's a boss on horseback in the in the opening area that you cannot touch if you don't there will be some some absolute nutter will have like a twitch stream up the first day being like beating the guy on horseback on my feet because otherwise mm. it just sweeps you about like you're a fucking hockey puck um there's also a huge dragon in the middle of the basin that as soon as like you're meant to encounter that just after you get the horse and it teaches you like if you're on the horse you can beat this thing fairly simply but if not it'll fry you so that's kind right. of a an interesting new dimension um yeah I, I played 10 hours of it and then when i got to the end of the area that's like available in the closed network test and it said like experience more in the full game i was like you bastard let me just just keep going like is yeah. this not the full game let me just keep going um i don't think it will convert anyone that's not pure into these games well not even pure into these games you have to have ha- had at least a baseline of enjoying these games to get into it i don't think it's the kind of thing where if someone says like i never liked a dark souls game but i loved elden ring i wouldn't believe them mm-hmm. because there See, is so much I, go I, ahead I, I was gonna say i saw a, a comment earlier i can't remember who said it uh, apologies but they were saying that um elden ring kind of addresses or fixes a lot of like the annoying shit from previous mm. souls games which might make it a little bit more accessible do you think that's true it definitely does but i think like the 
the core of those games in terms of how precise they are and how unforgiving they are if you fuck up the combat and mm. stuff like that that kind of the broad strokes in that sense haven't changed um the smaller stuff it certainly has and obviously the size of the world and the kind of structure has has changed but it's very it's a lot more like dark souls than i expected it to be i expected it to be something quite different um it yeah, looks what's, really what's, nice what is the what's the magic side of it like, like there's fucking spells and shit yeah there, there's the, there's your usual spells they're still overpowered as fuck like it's just uh it's kind of so in the closed network test there's like five pre-built characters that you could play as i played as like a kind of sword like a quick sword class and that that class had some magic abilities but i didn't get a great feeling uh, about those although when i beat the dragon i did no it wasn't it was when i beat when i beat some boss i got this like dragon sword thing and if you held l2 it charged mm. up like electric abilities and like whipped people with them so i was like okay so they're they're kind of melding this stuff but that stuff's always been a part of dark souls right. and it just seemed but, like it was much more like kind of magic fantasy in this yeah version. i think that i think it, it probably plays an expanded role especially like from a from like a lower perspective and from because you're you're going after the elden ring as the wee crotchety guy that as soon as you come out as classic dark souls it's like it's like gets the elden ring and then he shoots himself are you here for the elden ring hello wretched one fence forth and get me the whirlwind of it was actually surprisingly straightforward for a series that loves to go into the fucking fling of the fluff and the flimmery do straight away like it was it was like go and get the Elden Ring. I was like, all right, where is it? That way, cool. That's, that's game design, mate. That's game design. <laughs> get this thing. Go out there, fucking Put get it. Put in bag. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I think it's it's, it's it's shaping up really well. It looks really nice. Um, I still think a sixty FPS version of Bloodborne would look better because Bloodborne is just like a fucking once in a lifetime bit of uh, like art design. But Hell yeah. um, it looks. I think Dark Souls 1 and 2 have a real problem with just looking like the inside of a castle all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there's... um, And this is much more kind of... uh, It changes up. Although the closed network test ends with you going into a castle that's very much like the Boletarian Palace from the start of Demon's Souls. Yeah, when I looked like... Yeah, all the insider stuff that I saw in Elden Ring preview looked very, very old, like classic Dark Souls. Yeah. It's like it's skeletons and medieval castle and rafters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's literally like there are flame battles in front of you, and the skeletons <laughs> are going to throw flame fucking oh, molotovs no. at you. Like, um, <laughs> and then, and molotovs. then I went into this room, and it wasn't a boss room. And the hardest enemy in the entire fucking closed network test was this like crab with two hundred legs. Each one of the <laughs> legs had a sword, and it just sliced me to bits. Oh, I mean, I know. Like that. he's holding on twitter general kenobi he's I actually know. he's actually right when you get a few drinks in him though to be fair fucking <laughs> grievous the crab absolutely punched my shit in and I, I had to cheese him because that you had to beat him to get the key to like you open a door and when you open that door it says like more in the final release so i was like right i need to beat this cunt in case i beat because i was wondering like if i beat this guy did i get like another big section of the game that i've not noticed but yeah, yeah. i think it's I think it's, it's, uh, you'll get the reviews and it's like once i beat the crab guy the most insane <laughs> gameplay experience yeah. i've ever had in my life it's like fuck so that that was the worry like because i knew i was not going to be able to see all of it based on i would have just missed some things but I w- there was like a white kind of fog cloud around the entire area that we were allowed to like play in and i went around it and still uh, those fucking previews came out and there was this big fucking Shadow of the Colossus looking motherfucker that someone was fighting. I was like, oh, yeah, where? fucking hell. What do you mean? Where? I've looked, I've looked fucking everywhere. So, uh, RIP guides writers who get <laughs> oh, that. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's turning out fucking great. I think they will, it will review incredibly well when it comes to it, unless they, they really fuck it up. Um, and I don't know, I feel like, it feels like if this is brilliant and like it kind of feels like it's putting a bow on the whole dark souls thing from their perspective Mm. um because i'd I'd be interested to see them like trying something new after this um but yeah we'll we'll, as i say we'll see more soon but it's not out of fucking february it's pretty pretty early that'll fly um, by it's a pretty er i I mean i know but it's a pretty early preview did you see that 
codes for this thing this weekend they're going for like 300 quid on I did, oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah, for Wild. six hours of the game i mean i mean luckily there's nothing much going on in february so you can actually really get stuck in on this um so that's good oh yeah there's only uh, i think i think that's the only game that's coming out they, yeah, they cancelled the, everything else yeah they actually banned games um, thank fuck Christ. obama did it he was like that that's enough mm. oh go Me? ahead <laughs> 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 Mr. Obama, Superintendent of Games, Barack Obama, um, Super Nintendo Obama. <laughs> Mind when um, you remember when Flappy Birds like got deleted and people were trying to sell their phones with the uh, yeah. with the game on for like hundreds of pounds? You're, how much do you think you'd get for your PS5 with Elden Ring on? Five, ten, two tenels, <laughs> two tenels. <laughs> start, start the bidding at two tenels, <laughs> and end the bidding at two tenels. Well, that's. <laughs> Great. Some, a game that came up properly this week was one that we've been fucking piddling about for goddamn ages. <sighs> is GTA Definitive Edition Trilogy, which is GTA Ye- 3, GTA Vice City, GTA San Andreas on PS5, on Switch, on Xbox Series yep. X. Um, and Jordan has played it. I don't think you've had a chance to play it yet, Danny. I have not, but it is it's on the way. It's on the way. Yes. I have seen some gameplay of it, but that's all I've seen. Um, no one outside of Rockstar has played more skews of this game than I have in the past two hours. So I have played on PS5, three Vice City and San Andreas, and Vice City and San Andreas on Switch. So here's the thing. You've probably seen the trailers about how it looks. I think it looks fine. Like, it's an interesting art style. Um, the PS5 version of San Andreas I think looks best so far. Like it's the the lighting is fantastic and the frame rate is rock solid. It's awful on the Switch. Oh. Do not buy the Switch version. The frame rate is atrocious. The it's so fucking bloody. It's like fucking glaucoma vision. Like these, I genuinely think if you hacked your Switch to put like PSX, which is the PS2 emulator on it, and just ran Vice City. Uh, San Andreas rather it would look better like it just the upgrades they've made visually do not do not make sense to offset how bad it, it has worked out on Switch um, I'm seeing things about Vice City being like basically unplayable on Switch it's, Vice City is pretty framey on PS5 as well it's just I think this will do incredibly well but I think people will be pretty disappointed by the package as a whole it's it's a it, it's a strange one although fucking playing San Andreas for a f- for like an hour on PS5 I was like god fucking damn it I want to finish this game I want to, <laughs> I just want to keep playing this like I had a this music this fucking although not all the music's there but a good a good a good like lot of it's there these characters all the voice lines are ripped from the PS2, so they, hey CJ, you want to go down to the barber shop? They they Perfect. sound like that. Um, also, uh, hilariously on the Switch, like this was the biggest fucking comparison for me on PS5. Uh, there's a character you meet early, and I think it's sweet and San Andreas that wears like a baseball cap with San Andreas on it. He's meant to look like Easy E from NWA. The San Andreas logo on the cap is so bloody, you can tell what it says. And then when you load up on PS5, it's like, oh, yes, nice and clear. There we are. <laughs> um, so, buyer beware. Um, I think on PS5, it's probably all right. But if you want to see how it looks on Switch, you can check out VGC, where I have 25 minutes, like the first 25 minutes of San Andreas. And it's, uh, it's dog. It's absolute dog. Mm. Yeah, I noticed that like the video recording was like disabled if people were trying to record it on switch is that like was that the thing that was intended <laughs> i didn't even know that glitch? i did not even know that was the case i did it through Malgao, but I, that would make sense yeah starting the video recorder on the switch when running that game would probably make it run up at five frames a second it's already struggling <laughs> to keep up um well that is unfortunate maybe this, maybe this is the time where i will play san andreas the first time or any gta game before I don't, I don't know how much you'd get out of it like probably not a lot it's, it's very clunky but danny mm. danny right come on hey. it's, it's, it's me and you ignore that child what, <clears throat> what, are, you, what are you thinking take more drugs i'm i'm real disappointed because i wanted it on the switch um that was the whole point for me really um but i'm not gonna buy it because it looks not great and that's that's a consistent yeah. thing with switch ports i found is that they're just quite disappointing in a number of ways and that sucks because I love the Switch as a console and I want to play things on it, but it just won't let me enjoy my life. So 
but there's no know, reason for it to be this bad. I just don't get it. Yeah, like, like it's it's a, and it's a shame because you could have just put the original ones on the Switch and it they would have been fine. It would have been great. Yeah. Like, see if you if you'd literally done that and been like the Legacy Collection and just put the PC versions of the original games on the Switch and gave the like the the big consoles this version. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would yeah. People would be all right with that. If you'd done that and maybe kept the control stuff, so like there's actually yeah. a right stick control like that, I think that would people received better. But um, it was interesting to read about it. Um, I think Kirby interviewed. Uh, I can't remember the name. It was, it was um, John Rockstar. Uh, it was Rich Rosado at Rockstar, and I think there was mm-hmm. one quote I was talking about where he's talking about like how they wanted to design it for each game. Um, and he says this, as each city has its own distinct style. Vice City was like a flamingo threw up all over the place, where it's bright neons, you want to capture the extremes of 90s Miami. When you get to San Andreas, it's that mix. It's kind of beat-up, run-down city, but there's always that sun in the morning, it's blinding. At night, it's this orange sky. So every city has these signature elements. Yeah. So it's like, they're talking a bit about how they wanted to create the vibe, but in a modern way, with like to reflect the city, but like... I think it just, and they talk a little more about the controls and how they kind of wanted to get the camera right. They kind of took some assets from GTA 5 and, and, and moved it in. Like, there's, there's stuff like fridges that are just pulled straight from GTA 5, um, <laughs> which is quite funny. Uh, there is actually, when when you go into the barbershop as CJ quite earlier, early in the game, there is like pictures of people having had their haircut on the background. I'm pretty sure they're GTA 5 characters. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I, yeah, I found that quite interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting package. I think it will fucking sell absolute gangbusters. Like, it's, it's fucking GTA. It's GTA, and it's specifically the GTA games that so many people that were... The GTA games that were most popular on the most popular console of all time, mm-hmm. like, I think it's going to do fucking incredibly well. It's not out physically yet for, it's like, a couple of weeks or something like that. But mm-hmm. In any yeah. world where you and I aren't in games media, we are the exact people that would run out and buy this immediately just because of how much oh, we loved it as kids. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you play on now, Danny? What do you, what do you usually play San Andreas on? <laughs> when, when I'm having my yearly playthrough, um, I play yeah. the, the Steam version on PC because it's... right nicer but would you not would you, would you not be averse to, to play getting the ps5 version and cranking out i mean or just the pc version just have the nostalgia factor a little more uh, no because i i originally played it on the ps2 so if anything going back to the playstation has mm-hmm. the nostalgia factor more than the pc but i just i have it on the switch uh, on the on steam and that today was the nicest way to play it um but i'm i'm not averse to dipping in on the ps5 because it's it's not going to look as bad as the switch version it's not going to run as bad but San Andreas looks totally fine on PS5. I'm I'm, I'm happy with it so far. All right, that's, that's the sell then. I I'm, yeah. I'm sold. Um, Danny, well, I want to ask hey. you what you've been playing this week. Um, first of all, are there any other games on the on the games to report, or can I ask you about the Animal Crossing 2.0 update that I have yet to really exp- look at myself? Um, the only other thing I did was wrap up Sleeping Dogs that I've been playing for a couple of weeks. Oh, it was my course. buffer game before the big seasonal drop. And I had a lovely time because it is a lovely game. Great. Then let me ask you about Wee Brewster. How's he doing? He is all right. I have some thoughts on overload.co.uk that you can read. But yeah, um, the cafe is really, really nice. Obviously, it is a throwback to the Brewster Cafe from previous installments of Animal Crossing, so it's got that nostalgia factor going for it. They haven't changed Brewster at all. He's still just a miserable little pidge, and I love that for him. But it's got uh, some improvements, some more elements. I um I, I played it with uh, with with friend of the show Becky, um, and we sat in the cafe, and you can order your coffee together, and you sit and drink it and have a little moment, and I love that. I love that. That is such a pointless joy mechanic that is absolutely I saw, fantastic. I saw a great TikTok of someone, if you don't have any money, each boost just goes like, oh, I'll just get you some water then. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone crossing put a text out saying, not him calling you, purr. <laughs> absolute <laughs> legend. You can get coffee to take away and you can hold it while you run around your island. Oh my God. It's fucking... This is- <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind of this is the kind of game design that is breaking barriers. Exactly, exactly, and that is delicious. The update is nice. You've got uh, a new little 
area on another island where you can slowly build up a town with shops and that's a nice little grindy thing because you have to pay for it all yourself similar to the way you buy like bridges and things in your game and that's nice but the dlc is where it's at the island home happy designer dlc can't remember what it was called Happy I think home that's you just kind of got the words swapped around a bit but they're all there <laughs> yeah well it's based on on happy home designer for the 3ds which doesn't feel like a jordan gig but maybe a harry gig um yeah i think i got it for my sister but i didn't actually play it myself but it seems it seemed fun like my i i was the kind of in animal crossing i think i i just really enjoyed running around and talking to folk and uh-huh. and, and styling town i i loved new leaf i played a lot of wild world but i love new leaf a lot and doing all the mario stuff i think that was fun and go and the we go to the city one but my sister was big into the getting every every room as a theme everything is jam-packed with perfectly placed things and like perfect and like and free and paths so um she was more into that side of that but i mean like it does look really nice and like so for designing the homes you have to have all the items yourself do you have like a library of of existing things you don't it's interesting actually because it follows the same formula as happy home designer where you go and find a random fucking villager and then they ask you to do their home and then you go to the home and you can pick out of i want to say there's about 30 plots so you can do 30 houses but you can return to them over time and redesign them if you want to, unlike Happy Home Designer, where it just kind of disappears into the fucking ether. Um, And as you progress, you unlock more and more items depending on the theme of the house that they want. So for like, I got uh, a wolf that wanted to make a home gym. So I got a shitload of gym equipment that they wanted me to put in their house. And then when you go to the next one, you've got all of that that you unlocked. And then whatever the next theme is, so it just kind of builds up over time and you can basically design it however you want as long as you stick to the very low specifications that they've given you and then like three items that they specifically want in their house. But mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a penalty for like completely ballsing it up. I'll have to test that and make yeah, a really I'm, ugly I'm, house just, just to see. I'm curious how they manage that, like what the specifications is. But um, yeah, I saw a clip of sort of someone who asked for a streaming room mm. and they got delivered like a, a big a big light, um, a camera <laughs> and like a, a big dirty looking couch. And she was like, what the fuck, Maple? What are you streaming in here? What do you need a couch for? What's going on? <laughs> uh, we know what Maple's streaming. <laughs> but it's um, it's all really nice. Um, they, they've built on it in... in the perfect way um and it, it gives a little bit of like actual gameplay to animal crossing now which is uh pretty delicious only took them a fucking year and a half i know right? <laughs> it took about a decade <laughs> but no it's uh, it's a good it's a good cozy little time that's good to know okay well i've been playing um forbidden for frostbitten shooters and dead by daylight dead by daylight recently added a a new killer it's like a big bird lady oh yeah the, 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 the colombian lassie is she Colombian? Yeah. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I, um, I, I wrote the news on this. It's called like Portrait of a Killer, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's, she, she's called the artist. But I think Portrait of a Killer is something of of hers, and um, she looks fucking wild. The map is shite. Uh, looks terrible. <laughs> 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 looks really ugly, which it normally doesn't. Um, don't know what's going on there, and uh, it looks uh, very bugged. And I'm sure people will have a wild time with it, uh, but not much more news than that. Um, what's the what's what's the good word we? Dead by Daylight recently. How's the community feeling? How's the nurse? Uh, <laughs> NFTs were not a fun phase. Um, <laughs> like, like that didn't go down super well. When I was like, hey, buy our pinhead NFTs. I was like, go fuck yourself. Um, but the, the people, are, people are fucking on the muck. You know, they're not going to leave Dead by Daylight. People that like Dead by Daylight are still on Dead by Daylight. Um, it's a very badly designed game that I enjoy still playing very much. Like The best thing about it is like when they add new killers with like new really fun perks that, that are like really great ideas and mechanics that stuff that's the stuff the best part about dead by daylight dead by like, daylight's your fucking fifa it's pathetic <laughs> it is it is i play i play fucking relentlessly and i've recently been playing like custom games with some friends who like are very new to the game so we've been able to play it more casually and have a bit of a laugh with it instead of the fucking sweaty rank one nurse lobbies um oh yeah but yeah it's still kind of the same as always but <coughs> excuse me but now in its fifth year or whatever it's still going pretty strong, actually. It's a very weird, weird fucking game. I don't know how it exists, but it's still going. On to games news. Mm. Um, Tom news, Henderson news, games, news, segment. Games, 
Oh, my colleague. Oh, it literally is, Tom, yeah. <laughs> Tom Check. EA has grit. I really said it like fucking Travis Scott there. EA has... <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I talk about him? Oh, fuck yes. No. <laughs> fucking hell. Absolutely not. Can, get up, get up. I talk about anything in this goddamn podcast. R.I.P. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Um, you know I'm looking at now. EA has greenlit a Fight Night revival. Fucking I've got yes, a c- couple questions, mainly about just like some thoughts on what that might be, and second of all, what the fuck Fight Night is. Oh, Harry, my sweet child. Oh. Anyone, anyone know? Harold, Harold the Mitchell and Man Mitchell. That's fucking. So Fight Night. Um, have you held a boxing? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot okay, on packets so based on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I played it on the Wii Sports. So back in the day, uh, EA used to just make a sports game for every single fucking vertical on the on the sports uh, multiplex, um, and they had a boxing game called Fight Night, and the Fight Night games were genuinely fantastic. Mm-hmm. They were like hyper realistic graphically. They were um, really fun to control, and then after Fight Night Champion, uh, they just stopped because boxing lost its popularity uh, and UFC got way more popular so they focused mm-hmm. on the UFC games and now according to Hendo um, they're, they're working on Fight Night 5 uh, but it's currently paused because uh, they're, that team has shifted to UFC 5 so. so it's like it existing but they're not like working on it yet mm. but they'll go back to it um, yeah is what I understand. so um so do you, does that mean that boxing is back? Is boxing more cruel now? Is, or, is just like, I mean, or is it nostalgia for Fight Night that could be getting sales? Genuinely, the reason that boxing is more popular now is because of the fucking YouTube fights. Because yeah, genuinely. Paul yeah. and all those idiots. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think I would they, be shocked if fucking KSI isn't in this game. Like, I was going to say, there should be a fucking DLC with fucking... Honestly, I would much, I would love to buy a game where I could battle Logan Paul. Like, that's like, <laughs> that's something that I can buy. That sounds perfect. So yeah, I think that's it's. I think it's very likely that um, the that that's kind of. I know obviously there's like Anthony Anthony Joshua and stuff like that. That boxing's sure. like perennially been popular in the UK, but it's not always been the biggest thing elsewhere. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for them to to come to come back to it. I hope it still controls as well and looks as good because the fight night games used to genuinely be like insane like graphic powerhouses because they only had to like render like two people so they, they always looked really nice mm-hmm. um, I, so... I think it'd just be a smash bros but with youtubers like you can just swap in any of them just like <laughs> i can take the two smash bros at once <laughs> me versus jontron <laughs> <laughs> sounds perfect to be fair he can't afford to lose any more <laughs> fucking brain cells so maybe not <laughs> starts fucking mumbling about anti-vax <laughs> jordan batters the entire yachtcast foaming at the mouth about fucking QAnon conspiracies <laughs> um in uh, talking of can of multiple cancelled things of QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> hogwarts legacy oh, God. <laughs> uh might have a better view of when that's coming out jordan this is a, this is a jordan middle hashtag scoop it um, certainly is yes. not that everyone would know that <laughs> credit your news writers you, you're the OG. Tell us about it, Jordan. When we get in my goddamn wake up, when can I waggle my wand around? Uh, anytime you want, son. But um, specifically in, in Hogwarts Legacy, the so there was a an interview in Toy World magazine, which is a bit of a it's like a trade for uh, like a trade magazine for like retailers and stuff like that and manufacturers talking about like the harry potter brand in the wizarding world and they're like oh so what's what's for 2022 and they're like we have two big launches in 2022 the first of which is uh fantastic beasts the secrets of dumbledore which will release in april and then later in the year we have our second one hogwarts legacy so people people i say people i mean me were like oh well that's a that's a that, that's a, that's first, a of all, a... first of all, this is my favorite news scoop in the world because only John Midler has been reading Toy World magazine <laughs> to fucking get this scoop. No wonder you didn't only got this. Look, there's 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 scoops to be gotten, and I gotten them. Um, the... he, he reads it for the articles. Exactly. Um, the it, so there's there's obviously nothing definitive there, but it does make me think that because they have said so little about it, although the word on the street is that it might show up at the Game Awards. Um, that it would be like a late 2022 or like an maybe like a September 2022 or something mm. like that. What do you guys think? It has been a bit weird that they've not said a thing about it in ages. 
it seems too late to this, but God, what a fucking what a Christmas game Hogwarts Legacy would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this Christmas doesn't need it because it has a Pokemon, but yeah, it's um. Or do you mean like from a not from like a sales perspective, from like a personal perspective? Just from a vibe perspective, I think it would yeah. also think it would be it would nice sell nicely if it was a Christmas. Oh yeah, thing. that's going to fucking that that will sell insanely well as well. But um, maybe maybe a, a mid November thing. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's definitely Warner's big game next year unless they announce the next Netherrealm game, like the Mortal Kombat thirteen or whatever. Or when are we gonna get a fucking Batman game, man? The fucking that fucking. Batman Court of Owls game is out next year, is it? Court of Owls? What the fuck is birds? We don't or have bats, ta- mate. We d- I don't have time to explain to you <laughs> what birds are. Um, <laughs> the yeah, there's there's also that fucking there's like Suicide Squad and there's uh, that that game that it's like all the Batman also runs that are pals. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. You know what I, I mean? A real Batman game. A real oh, uh, what Arkham Five? Um, yeah, mate. Arkham, Arkham All Prince. the money bastards on Twitter that can sit, that fucking fancy themselves games journalists, even though they're hacks, were like, oh, we've, we've had too much of this. Three, three of the best games ever made? Oh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Let me go back and play Splong, the three ever epic on Switch. It's amazing. It made me feel things. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. More big games, less Wii games. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but I just want more Batman. <laughs> Uh, Danny, I think you were going to say something earlier. What what do you think of this? What do you think of Hogwarts Legacy? I'm just fucking torn, man. Like, I've always been a big Harry Potter fan. We all are. We're in the parish. We're big, big Potter fans. And... Big potheads. Big potheads, exactly. Um, And I'm just... We're not all big potheads, actually. I want to clarify something. Jordan, um, (laughs) you'd say you're a really big Harry Potter fan, right? I mean... I, I I struggle to think of anyone I know that is a bigger Harry Potter fan than I am. Then could you tell me why Dumbledore's name, not once, but twice, <laughs> has been spelled wrong in this article? <laughs> um, that's the editor's job. Um, it's not on Jordan. Thank you, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Fake fan. Please don't anyway, address sorry, Daddy, my client that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I've, I, Danny, you're saying you're. I think everyone that has a conscience is torn about experiencing Harry Potter yeah, these days. Because it's when you look at Hogwarts Legacy and the game that it could be, it's it's perfect. It's wonderful. It's the game that we've wanted for 15 years, isn't it? But yeah. then your moral compass is like, don't touch it. Mm. It's horrible. I, I think it's actually a bad idea to do this after for, for, um, Fantastic Beasts movie because, like, that's peak, like, fuck jk rowling and fuck harry potter especially because like, those are shite yeah they're, they're, <laughs> At least they're if shite they were good <laughs> like people don't have some fucking conflict people don't like them like they make decent money i guess but like generally like people don't really give much of a fuck and also it's like this it like, has direct jk rowling involvement yeah so like everyone's like go fuck yourself and if it's that it's like oh now play the game everyone's like fucking like it should be released like far away from anything to do with main Check your rolling. It involves Harry Potter yeah. stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, it feels like what well, the IP is is so much bigger than her and her fucking harrowing, awful views. And yeah. if she's not directly involved with it, like she's she's going to be profiting off off literally anything with the Harry Potter IP. That's unavoidable. But uh, there's going to have to be more than just this being a good game for me. I think. Yeah. There's going to have to be you know going to have to put your money where your mouth is and and assure people that this is is nothing to do with her and it it doesn't reflect her views and it's it's going to be inclusive and they're going to do the right thing but yeah which is what they tried to do and then like the fucking lead designer was like a a fucking right-wing youtuber i was like fuck me man yeah and it's that was like a proper fucking hard drive news article <laughs> that like the fucking I know, I know. Hogwarts Legacy had a fucking right wing YouTube channel. It was the YouTube channel actually. was so funny as well. It was like every, it was it ticked like every ridiculous deranged box in the world. It was like it was made up. The amount of like fucking vaccine fucking Trump bunch of just der- He's got a point to be fair though, like if you think about it. <laughs> vaccine fucking Trump. Is that yeah. <laughs> yeah. speaking fucking facts. Um, but yeah, Speaking I think that Trump. it'll be interesting to see their response. I think it might be something like well, reviewers will get a handle. It'll be inevitable fucking drama, and then it'll, we'll see what happens. 
after that. I don't know. I think as evidenced by the way that um, Call of Duty has been covered this year, mm-hmm. the the length of memory and and this game is about a fucking goldfish. So um, yeah, great it will point. feel so so hypocritical for people to the people that have condemned Activision up until this point, given the the harrowing news that came out over the summer, and I'm seeing call of duty vanguard reviews everywhere and people kind of praising it and saying that they're playing it and bigging it up on socials and stuff like that if it comes around to hogwarts legacy and people are condemning the game existing because of its ties to its turfy creator then yeah meanwhile activision blizzard still has those existing employees working on the games like yeah and J.K. Rowling's not even involved. It's, it's just, bit of a double-edged yeah. she's thing. Not, isn't she's it? not. She's not fucking coding the graphics on level three. Like, which funny if she was though. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably be quite shy, quite contrived. Lots of co- co- coding like one weird dialogue about some anti-Semitic shit. Like fucking halfway through the game, it's like, where did this come from? Where did this fucking curveball come from? Uh, Sorry, right. they're, they're goblins and they're bankers. <laughs> you get it. I do get it. I do get it. Unfortunately. Um... In some RK news, this is kind of old news, but there was a, a new one from this week, so I thought I'd cover it all. There's been some shifts around in, in Arcane. The Arcane director stepped down to go for some work on some more educational games. That was a story from Danielle Partis. Um, you interviewed him, right? I did. Um, old Romul Capron. Say his name While correctly. you refresh your memory. Um, uh, I'm saying that because... Um, Bakaba, who's the lead designer of um, things that's on two and, and and Deathloop, has stepped up as the main director of Arcane, um, which is the new new to this week. But um, and also like I would love to talk about Weird West, which the co-founder is also working on over the diff that new company Wolfi. Um, but yeah, like talk to me a little about what's going on at Arcane and the biz side of things, Danny. Um, well, I I interviewed Capron because he he's been at Arcane since two thousand and. Five, I believe. Jesus, uh, he's been there a while. Like they were working on that, like Warhammer game. Can't remember what it was called. Um, back in even home in that in that period, and obviously he's been the director of Arcane since nobody knew about the studio. It was just this little French development team. To the the behemoth of of AAA that it is now. You know, he's overseen all of that, and he's just kind of gone it's time for a new thing for me. And he's pivoted completely in a different direction, going from like overseeing violent, murdery AAAs to this nice little educational game that for kids, which is, I think it's really mm-hmm. nice. He's got some very cool morals. He's, he's clearly very uh, passionate about this, this venture and the educational topic. And it's like good for him. You know, he's taken this studio uh, up through the rafters into one of the, the, the coolest studios in the world and now he's like now I'm going to do something new something that is a smaller project that he can be closer to and I respect that I respect that pivot. yeah I, I think there was a lot of intention in what he said about like like how he still loves the games he make in Arcane but he was like what am I doing this for like I'm making entertainment people like but like what is it actually serving in the world and I think like actually helping something with kids has had more of a purpose which I understand I can I can imagine spending that fucking long at a company and being like maybe I should do something else yeah yeah and he I, I like the cut the way he was he stuck around and he oversaw Deathloop even though it was quite tricky in the middle and they got Deathloop out the door and he was like okay this is this is my time um and he was what a game to fucking end on to be I, sure. know, I know i know he he said there wasn't a lot that he would change about the development journey and he's really proud of it um and he said that arcane was incredibly surprised at how successful it was because they took a lot of risks um in how the game developed and the the, the story that came out at the end was was way different to what they had envisioned at the start of the project um and i think that i mean it obviously paid off because deathloop is is a lovely game but yeah, um, you said that um, Bakaba had taken yeah, his place. Well, he, he was the Deathloop director, right? He was. He, he was the. He was the. Yeah, he was the. He was the director, and I think he was not the director, but maybe the lead designer of previous things like Prey and, and ah, cool, cool, cool. Too. Yeah, it feels like a quite natural fit for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I think he was the, but he's retaining as as co creative director. Um, mm. So I, I, just, I just really hope that like him not him being the studio director doesn't derive him from his involvement in the games because I think he's a terrific designer and director and he's like I think he's had a massive massive footprint on what was made in the recent games mm-hmm. um, 
but yeah, I think he's a he's a very well known front facing guy, and I wish him very well. Good luck. The third point was I would love to talk about Weird West, mm. which is quite interesting. I, I I've linked a a PC gamer, a PC gamer had this kind of exclusive way they got hands on with it, and the the co founder, which for some reason I didn't write the name because I have um, it was Raphael Colantonio. Yes. Um. So he was Arcane's co-founder against Business Business in the Star. I think he was where where around the Sonod Prey, maybe not the Sonod Two. In twenty seventeen, he left and formed a new studio called uh, Wolfi, and he made Weird West. You might have seen Weird West in some ETH, and I think it had an E three trailer, but not much more than that. It's also interestingly, it's an immersive sim, very much like. Dishonored, but it's this kind of top-down Wild West, yeah, immersive sim roguelike. It's got like thing? old Fallout sort of like Disco Elysium yes. vibes, but set in the West, and I'm I'm so into that. Mm-hmm. And like it's much more kind of like, um, like action-based, where you kind of something can go horribly wrong and it'll all kind of go all to the top. It seems like to be strange supernatural stuff like there's witches and all that kind of stuff that can go wrong um and it seems super cool and like the tone of the article was like um i think it was tyler Cobb that wrote this um and he, he wrote at the end that he said he didn't really like death loop in comparison he wasn't really a fan and he says this is much more his kind of immersive sim mm. um it needs how the time loop means that like, it just keeps nothing really lasts um but i think weird west means you can kind of carve out your own progress and experience in game and it seems like it'd be a, a different kind of immersive sim so i wonder what you guys thought about that and if like immersive sim is gonna can be something that like arcane doesn't just fucking own well inherently like to me I, when i think immersive sim i don't think arcane straight away i think like the dsx games and like system sure. shock and bioshock and stuff like that so i think there's probably there's like a broad church for um for things like that i think uh games like wasteland 3 are kind of similar in that kind of old fallout vibe um so i certainly think there's like i think if anything deathloop is just is like a good case study for people being super into these games and that they can review incredibly well Mm -hmm. but yeah but yeah i think like um you know arcane definitely have their own distinct style um and with, with dishonored it's a certain style some people might not like, like especially with the kind of stealth aspect. And it, I think the the best thing they have is just how much they dedicate to the player can do whatever they want. Um, but I'm so is, interested to see what um, th- that Redfall game is. Like, yeah, that's mm. true. That's going to be weird. That is going to be weird. I, I hope it's nothing like what they've done before. Like I think I yeah. think they've got a real potential to like completely blow, uh, like people away so uh, that's 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 quite a, a ways off but i think it could be yeah, i think i'm on I, th- I think i'm quoted on this podcast for saying like i would really doubt that because i thought like like they haven't really done proper fps action stuff yeah except from like well they've worked in wolfenstein which i think is fine um but i think wolfenstein's more about like i don't think we'll, i don't play wolfenstein for like the gunplay you know mm. um not the precise gunplay it's more about like the big action set pieces yeah. kind of thing um but whereas like, i think redfall seemed very much you have to be a you have to be a good fps for it to like feel nice i guess and it's hard and death loop um i was expecting it to be like have like okay gunplay but i really like the gunplay personally um and i think it had it had like gunplay with a style you know i had an intention and a creative division for it and i think if they do do something different for redfall that could be really cool um and i'll but yeah that's i am not really into wild west stuff or or, or western know. stuff have you speaking of wild west have you heard of one of the greatest games of all time red dead redemption 2 let's talk about it um uh, wait till that comes to fucking ps5 i, I will oh. play that it oh, 100 hours all over again i that game consumed me best game of all time best game of all time um, i mean um, i mean um, can't, it's not quite but I, I, the top five top five dead or alive easily i'll maybe get past the third the three hour mark at some point i'd be gotta commit, gotta commit. <laughs> i could try um there's also some starfield details that came out today danny you seem excited for starfield which i didn't know you were before i am excited for starfield i'm a big bethesda fan um big skyrim fan obviously um but yeah we've not spoken about the fact that fucking skyrim 
sorry to interrupt the fucking the, the Danny's game of the year came out today you've not had a chance <laughs> yeah, we have... is that what you're going to do as soon as you're finished this <laughs> yeah pod? I'm desperate for this oh. pod to fucking wrap up so I can go and play Sky yeah I forgot to I forgot to fucking I'm pretty sure I had it in your in your section Jordan but I must have removed it by accident yeah the fucking Skyrim came, uh, definitive edition came out this week we haven't even talked about that do you want to talk about that first I mean I haven't had a chance to play it yet really fucking came out it's got better graphics it's got loads of nice community content got fish, got fish it's got in fishing it. in it it's got fishing it's um all wrapped up in a nice neat package you get the fishing for free you get the graphic update for free if you want all the nice package community content it's a 16 quid upgrade if you don't want that mm. then fuck it just upgrade for free it's nice i'm excited about it but it it does just I make am. the console versions look like the the pc versions that we would had for years with mods etc but it's nice for console players i'm gonna play it through on yeah. the ps5 because i've already played it through on the xbox and the pc so i'm gonna switch it also awesome, yeah the mods is so fucking nice i played yeah. some of it earlier it looks great like it's like still skyrim graphics so like the actual texts themselves are very skyrim but like mm-hmm. what they've done with kind of filtering and lighting is really really nice i mean like there's lots of like of like of like fog and haze that just makes the whole thing like pop and look much but look, look fucking awesome Hell yeah the Scrolling through a mod screen in PS5 is fucking weird. It just feels like illegal. It just feels wrong. Um, yeah, but it, it, there's also a little safety in it. Like when you're modding on PC, you're in the unknown. Yeah. You know, it's a bit scary. It's a bit of a Wild West, isn't it, really? But on. Fucking adding a .dll file to something <laughs> and be like, please. <laughs> please work. Please do it. Oh, I remember trying out that multiplayer Skyrim mod a few years ago and I just felt like my PC was just going to explode or like the police <laughs> were going to turn up. Getting that working was a nightmare. But It's like that room in Die Hard 4 where it's got all the fucking servers and shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like but having it on console and this nice little closed approved ecosystem is like, oh, that's that's pleasant. Yeah, but and there's lots of and also there's lots of immediate really cool mods in there existing. Like there's like there's just there's loads of like remodels. You can swap out NPCs. You can do the quality of life stuff. There's the one I mentioned Danny earlier, which is like one just called like horses simply turn better. And that's the name <laughs> yeah, of the mod. All I need. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah, it's it's just it's really pleasant. I was going to say something else, but I fucking forgot and just fuck yeah, Skyrim. Fuck yeah, Skyrim. More oh, next week. More oh, next week. More next week. But in Starfield news, like, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's Bethesda. It's been a fucking, been busy with working on whatever the hell Elder Scrolls 6 is, but also this, this Starfield's been rumbling around. Yeah. And there was some... Um, look, we, we, Todd Howard, did uh, did a Reddit AMA. Um, right. First of all, I want to... Cl- Stop. Making fun of Todd Howard's height. Yeah, he's he got weird. a perfectly normal height. I was just saying height. we Todd Howard, as, as in, yeah. you know. You wouldn't normally have said we Tom Howard if you didn't know his height, Lorna's height Who, this week. Tom Who's Tom Howard? The fucking new Todd Howard walks out on stage and he rips off. It's Tom Henderson. And I'm like, what? What does it look like? I'm not even sure. Yeah, he did an AMA, presumably to celebrate the upcoming launch of Skyrim, but he gave away some little Starfield. There was a lot of Starfield information in an AMA concert um but i think he's he talked about showing more of the game at e3 2022 which i'm excited for because i'm i'm excited for starfield because it's just gonna be skyrim in space and that's a vibe right that's great is it a vibe yes okay. for me personally yeah <laughs> That's fair. All right. Um, Thank you for If it's just Skyrim in space, I'll be fucking heartbroken. <laughs> oh my god. Especially since they put how many how much fucking time they put into it. No, like, I know. Skyrim in space just Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, they there was some of the little bits of info they said they were going to show it next summer. Um, they talked about companions a little bit and. Todd also said that he was really excited about what the team is making with uh, different backgrounds and skills and you can pick your pronouns when you make your character um, and he, mm-hmm. he praised that they've recorded relevant dialogue to to support that which is is nice we like you know that inclusion being thought about this early in development instead of somebody getting a preview of it and then ranting about it on a website and then them changing it and pivoting in um there's been a lot of like mod support stuff because skyrim came out and that's adding mod support for ps5 mm-hmm. um you've got starfield stuff which is adding mod support but also um xbox app <laughs> worst fucking thing in the earth on earth um, really is, bad. is yeah. changing to be a little more quote-unquote steam-like where you've actually you can install the games in a folder that you choose and you can mm. actually see the game files which is fucking crazy so people, many people can actually why would you need that i know which is why people means people can mod stuff people can, it's, oh i can move it to another drive 
really fucking groundbreaking shit, mm. but um, anything to improve X, the Xbox game map and PC, which is the most dog shit thing that ever exists. I'm glad that's that's it's becoming more um, prominent on consoles because the, the, the modding scene is such a cool way to keep games communities alive, especially if it's not like an online game or a, a live game. And that was kind of ignored for a long time but people are really embracing it now and i think that's what's specifically cool about this re-release is that it kind of glorifies and praises community content and it's just put it all together and it's like hey you can buy this content that the community has made and it, maybe it's a little bit explosive on the, the mod's behalf but yeah there was a i got in a i got on a fucking debate the other week because among us released a a new update for the first time in a long long time with like new roles and mm microtransactions and customization which is kind of a long time coming um but like kind of expected for a long time but one of the things is like the past year or, or whatever um like among has been modded to shit adding these roles the most popular ones being a shapeshifter role and a jester role and all these kind of mafia roles yeah. and i remember seeing arguments being like like people have been playing these mods for months and now they just bring the same ideas out and then just go like, we did it, guys! And, and there was like no acknowledgement to like the modding community that's been doing it like yeah, for a year. That's a real shame. But, like, but I, I argue that that's a weird one because like all of the roles already exist in like Mafia and Werewolf and Town of Salem. Like they're just, they're not inventing, but quite a lot of mods are inventing brand new shit that are crazy, like weird Grenadier roles and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I kind of wish they that there was something in, in a little more in the in at least the blog post giving a shout out to people who actually modded that stuff yeah in. i agree and I, I don't know what the acknowledgements have been like for the the 500 pieces of content in this uh in this package but i think uh, like including it like uh, bethesda re-releasing this stuff just sort of officiates the content and gets it into the hands of more players because it's coming from the actual company rather than just being you know ingrained in the modding scene which not everybody will be and if it puts your your yeah. work into the hands of more players then that's cool but if you're not credited for that work then it's a mm -hmm. little bit of a shame yeah um but i, I think it's just I, it's cool to see at least modding just be a little more acceptable and mainstream and not seen as this weird fucking pirate torrent illegal activity mm, as, um, as rockstar would have you believe yeah exactly um jordan what are your thoughts on on on, on modding I've never actually been into it that much. The most modding I do is when Football Manager comes out and the Football Manager fan blogs make a mega pack of every like licensed image in the world and you just download it and Football Manager has an edit tool that you can just go bloop and that's you. Um, yeah, but I think, I think like it's, modding think APIs... Cool, it that, scares me. Yeah, like it, it, it is kind of scary. Yeah, like you have to go on some weird dodgy website and download files and fuck it. But like, but like that's why modding APIs are, are just so much like are friendlier if the game developers actually get involved and... And have a thing in Skyrim where it's like there's a mod section and you can just click mods and like fucking be so precious about it, I guess. Um but I understand their hesitancy. Um people fucking with your game files and adding weird shit. I, I understand, but I just like it's such it's such a normalized thing, especially in the PC community, that it seems bizarre to give pushback to it. Um I think the only thing I ever mod is really just Minecraft, because Minecraft's fucking a piece of like plain cake and you just kind of after a while you just add stuff to it. Mm. What if there was a football um, manager mod that made Ronald Koeman's head bigger? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you press space. <laughs> that, that would, I would fucking break my space bar. <laughs> fucking cookie clicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible cookie clicker idea. Oh, fantastic. Um, well, I'm just going to go skip straight to our overload coverage, which was a feature from Danielle. That's me. About... Animal Crossing 2.0, if you want more thoughts on the Happy Home Designer and all that good stuff. As we said, we're still working on lots of Patreon stuff right now that will be coming out very soon. So make sure you're a Patreon at patreon.com slash overload. Um, but for now, we don't have any pack questions this week. I apologize. We'll have much more next week. It's been a busy, busy, busy day. And I'm actually off work next week, so I'll be free as a bird. Mm. Wow. Set and play games to fuck off. Exactly. Set and play games. Prep for game of the year season. Um exciting times but for now i am checking my watch boing to celebrate the new album which is a fucking banger let's play what's the name of the game 
in the Welcome back to the name of the game, the number one video game podcast based quiz in the universe. If you're not familiar, I read a series of clues pertaining to the name of a video game, Harry and Danny each guess, and if they're incorrect, they'll hear this sound. Garlic bread! They cannot guess again until the next clue has been read. Are you ready? Yeah, boy! Yeah! This game was released on the Oh, the 2nd <laughs> of May 2014. Sorry, there was like seven different release dates all in the same week because it was different regions. 7th of May 2014. Uh, stop. Yeah. Was it Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor? Garlic bread! Good guess, over right area. I, I again, I, I always struggle remembering the fucking... We haven't had, we haven't had 2014 in a while, excuse me. Um, um, I will pass. Garlic bread. It was developed by Beanox. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I can't take that seriously because, like, fucking, that just means be big name on campus when fucking uni. If you're a Beanox, means you're a fucking legend. Didn't go to uni, so I wouldn't know that. Oh, just just academia, academia things. Never fucking heard of them, but I think Danny's heard of them. So yeah, they're they're an Activision studio now, right? Yeah. Clues? Clues? They did a lot of movie games back in the day and then Activision swallowed them up. Interesting. More clues would be great. But they probably didn't do a movie uh, game in 2014, so... Well, I, well, I thought you meant like, like fucking David Cage shit. No, I mean like movie game times. Like Madagascar the game. Oh, those, still, those still are around. I mean, they're definitely shiters, but this is a whole game filled of shiters at the whole point. I don't know what Beanox did that year. Yeah, let's pass. Garlic bread! Did you pass as well, Danny? <clears throat> yeah, got none. Pussy. It is an open world action adventure game. What? Um, no, I keep thinking of 2015 games. Ah, oh, what the fuck came out the year before? Oh, fuck me. I don't. Stop. Was it Skylanders Swap Force? <laughs> Garlic bread! Great show. What a fucking guess. Oh, I remember having to like fucking price up every single fucking little tiny Skylanders figure at game. Drive me up the wall. Skylanders Swap Force, man. Um, s- stop. Was it, yep. gun- was it Guns of Icarus? Garlic bread! It. The PS4 version has a 49 on Metacritic. <laughs> kind of expected for if we're talking about a movie game studio, I guess. Um, Dan, you know Beanox. I'm, I'm. You should know this. Fucking hell, I. You probably sold this game. I'm on that that movie vibe, but hmm. thinking of like movie tie-ins that were coming out in 2014. He said he probably sold. It means it's probably like it's an actual retail game. It's not like some fucking. But then again, everyone was a lot of things are retail in twenty fourteen. It was a different time. Um, they did Transformers games. If it's a Transformers game, I'll be raging. Um. Um, I will have to pass yeah, again. Pass. My 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 passing is gar- going gar- right gar- up. Uh, this is your last clue. Could be a Jordan point. It is based. On a Disney property. Um, interesting. It, uh, interesting, is it, interesting. Is it like a Disney property or a Disney-owned property? It is based on a Disney property. <laughs> it could be like Fuck. fucking Star Wars or I know, Marvel exactly. or fucking... It can, it can, what fucking um, Marvel this... film, films are out? Stop. Was it... Yeah. Disney Infinity, but the Marvel DLC... <laughs> Garlic bread. <laughs> oh damn! Even if it, did you, the Infinity thing is a good show. I'm going um, down the like the, the Skylanders hole. The fucking figures. Um, they sh- genuinely don't know. Um. Oh fuck me! Do you think you know what it is? I. I don't know. I know they made a bunch of games with a specific character. Danny, the question is: Do you want to give Jordan a point, or do you want to give me a point? Well, you're. Really close to me, so of course I don't want to. Yeah, give but it makes point. it spicier. If Jordan wins, he beats us both. You know, 
it's it's us versus him. Do you know Beanox made We're the game game? It's quite funny, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah, I'm passing myself. <laughs> 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 Fuck me. Um I I've got to pass Jordan. I don't know what this shiter is. Gally, 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 Okay, but before you say it, Jordan, I have to ask. Yeah. Is it a Spider-Man game? Certainly Fuck is. my whole life. <laughs> oh, like the Amazing Spider-Man games? Or the Amazing Spider-Man Disgusting. Yeah, fucking hell. Great, great Bag game. Dumps. Great pick. Damn, well, not a great game, I but a great yeah. pick. I, we, we could have probably gotten that. I do know that game quite well. Um, that was a blind spot in like my superhero area. Because that was a shiter, and that was people like, hey, bring back good web-slinging um, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, what, so Insomniac can that, run. That game had like a really cracked morality, morality system, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, well done to Jordan Midler. Um, awarded a point in name of the game. Lovely, lovely stuff. <sighs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, keep in mind that we are funded by Patreon, which you can go to at patreon.com slash overload. You can be how we? How we? our wages. Um, well, the our, our, wages. our freelancers <laughs> just been chipping off the old block for fucking years. Uh, they pay our freelancers, they pay all our expenses, all that good stuff. And you can become a supporter as low as two pound a month, which you can get access to our behind the scenes stuff. You can answer our questions on Patreon next week when I actually fucking ask you guys, and lots of exclusive stuff as per usual. You could follow us at Overload UK, and if you want to go on Patreon, some of those Patreons include top ones such as a variety that involves Alex Winton. Legend. Amy. Legend. Legend. Becky Hamilton. Legend. Harmelodic. Legend. Elderly Goose. Legend. Ginger Jordan. Legend. Greg. Legend. People Make Games. Legend. And Sean McCloskey. Legend. Legend. I've just I've gotta tell you right now that Noble Chairs has done a Skyrim chair and I'm gonna lose my mind. Ooh. A Skyrim chair. Delicious. Delicious. Would you like to end this week's episode where we joke? Ah, uh, go on then. Why does the Queen never wave with this hand? What hand? This hand. Cause that's my hand. <laughs> See you later. Fuck me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get I don't it. Don't get it. It works better if you're pointing at your own hand and you're waving. <laughs> it's not suddenly an audio feature. Fucking hell! He's fucking, he's waving at no one, hoping multiple aud- multiple audio mediums through a call and through a podcast. Right, you can fucking follow me at Harry's late. Uh, what about you guys? You can follow me at the Queen, um, spelled how it sounds on uh, people. Uh, and you can follow me at the Queen's Hands, uh, a little bit different, um, mm. on um, Kick. Oh, <laughs> was that oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's filthy. Is it? I oh, never had Kick. Dinner check. Um, Chinese. Honestly, no idea. Probably Chinese. Mm, I think I'm getting an Italiano primo. Um, Italiano primo. Exactly. So, farewell. Bye. <laughs>